what's up world? You are listening to the After Dinner Mint Show with Gracie Yonam. I'm a DJ, blogger, coffee drinking Marvel lover. My show is about life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but I mostly focus on the good things. On today's show, I'm joined by Philadelphia-based singer-songwriter Matt Vantine. We are going to play his latest single, Roll Around. We're also going to talk about his process writing and recording music. And with that, here's the show. And welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the After Dinner Mint Show with Gracie Autumn. And I hope you are all hanging in there with being quarantined, who are in quarantine. Something that I like to do when I have a lot of free time, which I do now, uh, is to catch up on a lot of great music that I've missed out on. And some of the music I've been listening to lately is by this really cool musician. Um, his name is Matt Vantine. And fun fact, he is my special guest today on my podcast. And Matt Vantine is, he lives in Philadelphia. He's a singer songwriter and he has performed at multiple festivals. And his music has been played on various radio stations, including uh, one of my favorite stations, WXPN 88.5. Please welcome Matt Vantine. Hey, Gracie. Hey, thank you you for being on the show. Yeah, we were just talking before this about the fact that we're from the same hometown of Harrisburg. Yeah, Harrisburg, represent. Um, So you need to get some gigs out here. I played there once, and now I forget, this isn't very um, podcast friendly, but I forget the actual venue that we played at. But when I was in a band called The Fleeting Ends, which was the, um, the project that I was doing prior to this project, we played there. Because I still have some friends there, I grew up there, you know. Um, so we still have a kind of some of those connections. Cool. Well, hopefully uh, when like the, the quarantine ends, we'll all try to get you a gig in Harrisburg. Yeah. <laughs> if it ever ends. Yes. I know, right? Who knows? Like, <laughs> so I always like to start my interviews with an icebreaker question because this gets our listeners to learn like fun things about you. And then I get to learn more about you. So everyone wins. Um, but Matt, I want to know if you could collaborate with any musician, who would it be and why? Okay, that's a good question. Um, I would collaborate with Beck. If I, could, if I could collaborate with anyone, living or dead, I guess it wouldn't matter. Beck, because the guy's been around for so long and he's collaborated with so many artists himself that I think that he's been able to like pick up on their approach to songwriting. And that's something that I would ask him politely to pass on to me. I mean... You know, like he, um, he's very fluid too and going back and forth from genre to genre. I, I remember like one of my favorite, one of my first albums was Odelay by Beck. And um, you know, he was working with the Dust Brothers then. He was doing some electronic and like hip hop music. And then he took a left turn and did that album Mutations, which is just like very folkish and it's like a heartbreak record. But yeah, he's collaborated uh, one-on-one with artists like, like Sia, and Eddie Vedder, you know, like it's good. They're kind of wide parameters to work in between. So I'd just be like, can you tell me how they work? And, you know, I don't know. And it's like, I love that every time he does a new genre of music, it's like Beck does electronica, you know, Beck does like hip hop, Beck does country. And it's really cool to hear his take on it. I wish more artists would do that and just kind of blend genres all the time. That's a great point you make. And I think like that would be a cool fit with you because of like your music I've listened to, like each single, is very distinct and you can hear like the different genres you like in those songs and they all like stand very well on their own. 
Thanks. Yeah, I'm just inspired by such a wide variety of music. And I love it all, you know? I, yeah, I, love, yeah. I love bands that are so specific, you know, like the Sex Pistols are like, we just play punk rock or, you know, um, people that are just kind of set in their path, like Oasis. But I love just kind of all types of music from the 80s to the 60s. So I kind of incorporate it all into the music. That's cool, yeah. There's no like right way to do it. Yeah. Um, but going on with our interview, I'm very curious, how did you first get into music? Did you take music lessons when you were younger or are you self-taught? Well, actually my mom taught me how to play guitar. At cool. A, so I was 13 and I'm just seeing now that that's a pattern in my life. Like the, the age 13 when I started playing guitar, I was born on April 13th. Um, those are the only two 13s, but still it, it bears repeating. But no, I mean, she taught me when I was young because she was in a folk trio herself when she was young. Us. Yeah, like she wanted to move to New York. She wanted to be like Joni Mitchell. And um, so she uh, and she always had the Beatles on when I was young. And, you know, it, it just I was like, I want to know what that is. And then and then it turned into like, I want to know how to play that. So she got me a guitar when I was 13 and taught me how to play Day Tripper. And I was just obsessively in my room trying again and again to learn that. And that's kind of an approach that just followed me. It's like, I'll just kind of like be banging my head against the wall trying to learn something. That turned into Led Zeppelin. And also like finding my parents' record collection, The Temptations or like Rumors by Fleetwood Mac gave me a real uh, big appreciation for pop. So getting into all that stuff and just trying to learn how to play it on guitar just by basically at that point, just picking it out you know, and trying a million different ways and then getting new foot pedals. Like, how does Jimmy Page sound like this in this song? So that really got me into it. I'd say classic rock. What we're calling classic rock these days is what got me into guitar and my love of guitar. That's great. It sounds like you had a very good foundation. Yeah, definitely. Plus she used to play, she would play her folk songs for us when we were young, like my, me and my siblings, and we were going to sleep. And my favorite and my most requested was Puff the Magic Dragon. That I loved, you know, yes. three chords, but you know, Peter, Paul and Mary, Puff the Magic Dragon, very sad story, but it got me wanting to learn that, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I know we're talking a lot about your music, but I want our listeners to actually hear your music because that, it makes more sense if you listen to music. And um, so we're going to play a song now that you wrote called Roll Around. Um, can you tell us about this song? Sure, yeah, where do I begin? So this is the first song. Well, it's not the first song, but uh, I have recorded with a bunch of different people in this project. But uh, the main person that I've been recording with is my friend, Tommy Joyner. And he, um, I mean, there's a lot to say about him. He's kind of a big name in Philadelphia. He owns Milk Boy Recordings, Milk Boy Studios. Oh. I record there and we've had a friendship since I was in the fleeting ends and he kind of discovered us and broke us a little bit. Um, we've continued working together. We're just comfortable working with each other, but he's just recently ventured into songwriting. And, uh, you know, about a year ago, he sent me just a, you know, a bunch of songs, demos, and he was like, look through these and, you know, see what you think. And Roll Around the Room, which was the original title, that's one thing that stuck out to me. So I kind of picked that up and I worked on it and played with the lyrics, played with the melody. And then he and I collaborated in the studio and, and worked on this. I'd say this is the most collaborative effort between the two of us that, I, that I've done thus far for this project. He also worked on uh, Drop Dead With Me and Fear People, but this was like his conception. The, the idea for this song, the sketch for this song was his. So this is the very first time in my life that I've 
taken somebody else, else's sketch on and worked on it. That, you know, it's usually just me and I'm very kind of just like set my ways. I want to do my own songs, but um, it, it's so exciting for me because I really, it was outside my comfort zone. I didn't write uh, like the main lyrics. They were written by him. So I was singing another person's feelings and I had to kind of get into that role and experience that. And, um, you know, I think like people that know me closely, they've listened to it and they're like, Hey, that doesn't really sound like you, you know, because it's like always have time for you to have a few and roll around the room. I'm in sobriety, so I don't drink. So I, I can't be having a few, you know, and, and rolling around the room with people. I'm also in like a monogamous relationship, so I can't be doing that either. You know? um, but it's just so fun to slip into that character. I think it's a lot like acting. It's like you have to pretend that you're that character so that yeah. you can convey sincerity when you're singing it. And, and just like feel it. Um, so it was a really great experiment. This song was an experiment for me. And um, I've had people contact me and say like, this is my favorite single of yours yet, which is, um, it's really flattering, you know? And I, I really, now I just want to push my comfort zone even more. I'd like to try different genres and whatnot. It was just a great time to make it. And uh, I'm really proud of it. And I'm proud of the video as well. Uh, Absolutely. So here is Matt's uh, latest single, Roll Around. Take a listen. Every second is a minute Every minute is a year Every time I'm being honest I know I'd kill to have you here And everyone who knows me Who knows you Knew I'd be bad for you And everyone
Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And especially hearing like the behind the, the scenes and how the song came to be, knowing that and listening again, it's like even cooler. Like I, that's great. Um, but I'm curious, how did, how did you get into writing music? Man, um, the, the way that I got into writing, I would just say the Beatles. That's a long story short as the Beatles. It's just kind of like picking apart their songs and doing what they were doing, trying the different chords that you would hear, diminished chords and seventh chords, um, and, and going from major to minor was always interesting to me. And then there was a guy that I knew who played, he was always cooler than me. He played indie rock. I won't name his name, just in case he hears it. He played indie rock. He was just so cool and he smoked cigarettes and stuff. And he used to play and sing. And at that point I was just playing guitar. I wanted to be like David Gilmore from Pink Floyd or whatever. But he would play and sing and everyone really would listen. You know, we would be out drinking in the woods like we did around here in, in Delaware County outside of Philadelphia. I'd be drinking in the woods and he'd pull out his guitar and he'd just play something. People were captivated, you know. And I and I remember he came over to my house and he was playing and singing and I said, how do you do that? You know, how do you play and sing at the same time? He's like, you just do it. And um, for some reason, that simple instruction really, um, it resounded with me and I, I got it. And I started singing and I was like, Ooh, now I want to do my own things. So I want to start making my own compositions. Playing cover shows wasn't enough, you know? Um, and that's still true to this day. Like, you know, I play cover shows for some extra money uh, on the side. Um, and I always try to slip my originals in there. Very slick. I'm like, yeah, I won't announce it and say it's my song. I'll just kind of slip it in between a Beatles song and like an Eric Clapton song and hope they'll like it. And I'll just be like, Oh, this is like, I don't know, maybe this is Bruce Springsteen or something. Um, most of the time, it kind of falls on deaf ears because people are getting drunk, but you know, I love doing it. All right, that was a long-winded way of telling you how I got into this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very curious about this question too, but what is your writing process like? Everyone has their own process. So where do you draw your inspiration from for your music? And do melodies come first or do you write the lyrics first? Um, I think like once in my life or twice in my life, lyrics came first. So, um, so I'm more of a melodic writer. I'll get a melody in my head or a beat in my head. And like, like before you just called, I'm working on a song called That's the Hour right now, just okay. in Logic Pro apps, which I've been trying to work on uh, recording my stuff. And I, I've just been kind of, I'll put down the guitar and I'll work out a drum part. I just put some bass down and then I, I'll start just singing. The way that I formulate words is just singing sounds like vowels. And so it's always melody the way that it comes to me. And then I'll be like, okay, and how syllabically, syllabically, what syllables will fit into this, into this rhythm? And I'll fit that in and then I'll start, you know, shaping up the words and molding it into something that's cohesive and makes sense. And I love that process, you know, but it always starts with a melody for me. And then the lyrics will come and it's usually based on personal experience. Nice. Now this is, I'm throwing another question out there that was not on the list I sent you, but it just came up to mind. Um, so when you listen to music too, like, are you kind of focusing on the melodies first or like, are you listening to the lyrics um, or a mix of both? Yeah, I'd say a mix of both. And it always depends on the artist. Like if I'm listening to someone like Bob Dylan, it's like the lyrics are always going to be on top and they're going to come oh, first yeah. foremost. Sure. And then there's artists like, you know, the Beatles where it's like, it can go either way, depending on what the lyrics are, but it's usually melodic that I, I'm listening to. And and I do think as a musician, and you would you would know yourself, like sometimes you're listening to a, the music and you're breaking down the production of it. You're like, oh, that was a cool bass line where nobody else would have heard that. They're just oh, kind of... Yeah. 
And I miss that. I, I wish I could, you know, step back and just listen to the song as a whole, but it's just, I'm so enthusiastic about it. Um, I'm such a geek for music that I'll listen to it. And I'll be, I'll be picking it apart. But yeah, it definitely varies from artist to artist. It depends on what their strongest feature is as an artist, if it's lyrics, um, or like like I was talking about like folk music, like Joni Mitchell, you want to listen to those vocals first because her voice is oh, yeah. so incredible. Yeah. yeah. So we, we talked about the writing process, but I also want to know what the recording process is like for you. Do you have a set process on how you record in the studio or do you switch it up? Well, no, so as of late, I have been recording with uh, Tommy, aforementioned Tommy, and um, we've been recording at Milk Boy uh, Studio, but we've just been recording in his office, really. It's a, it's a small room, and basically what we'll do is like mess around with the song, and this is the first time, you know, he'll sit me down and be like, what are you trying to say with this song? What are the lyrics trying to convey? Who are you trying to target it at? And it's a really, really like, uncomfortable process. Like, I I was listening to this um, this podcast where somebody, I think it was Glenn Tilbrook from Squeeze, compared songwriting like a uh, he compared it to a trip to the dentist's office. Like it can be very uncomfortable. You have to confront your lyrics and be like, "What am I actually trying to say?" So we'll do that, and then um, basically just record direct input into a laptop. And if like Studio A or Studio B is available there, we'll slip in there, and, you know, and, and record some stuff do some drums. Mostly it's just like direct electric guitar or micing up an acoustic and doing vocals in an office. So that's basically the recording process. Yeah, it's so cool. Like I used to think recording like, oh, there's like one way to do it and you have to be in this like super nice studio and record and all this. And like you look at Billie Eilish's like album and she recorded it, like most of it in her bedroom. Like it's so cool to see like there's there's not one way. Like yeah. it's yeah, it's and fast. that album sounds pristine too. It sounds incredible. It's so good. I'm like, how did you like do that? Because I like I've even heard albums that were recorded in studios, and you're like, this is terrible. Like the levels <laughs> aren't that great. And like, she recorded it in her bedroom with a really good mic, and yeah. it sounds amazing. And her brother too. Her brother. Oh, he's amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. The two of them together. Yeah. See, I just kind of got into them, and I'm all obsessed right now. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like heartbroken. I was supposed to see her in DC on March 18th, and her show was canceled like yeah. because of quarantine. I'm like, why? Like. <laughs> yeah, I know. Bad timing. It's lame. Yeah, but hopefully she'll reschedule and and all that good stuff. Um, but we kind of touched on this question earlier. But I'd like to kind of delve more into it, but which musicians have formed you and your sound? Well, I would say one big thing, when I look at my songwriting overall, it would be Britt Daniel from Spoon. I think that's one thing. I was always very insecure about my voice. Uh, like I could really, I could work on guitar and develop my guitar skills, but as a vocalist, I fell short in terms of range. Like some some men are able to sing real high, and you know, are like Max yeah. and um, Robert Plant, but you know I never was able to do that. And when I started listening to Spoon, um, I listened to this album Gaga Gaga, and I noticed that he would go falsetto a lot, and his voice wasn't necessarily attractive and pristine and beautiful, but it had so much character to it, and he has this rasp to his voice. It's like it's almost like the singer of ACDC a little bit, you know, like he sounds just very raspy, but it's perfect with 
with the sound of his band. And, um, and I would say like that guy alone really like influenced my songwriting because then I would kind of like formulate chords and, and melodies that would fit my voice. And not so much like a copy and paste style, um, note for note, but more so just, it taught me to be proud of my voice because of its character rather than shame myself because of my lack of vocal range, you know? That's awesome. Well, Matt, we are on our last question now. This flew by, but thank you so much for taking the time to sit with me and to tell me all about your music and the process. I really enjoyed this. Oh, yeah. I love talking about music. I'll do this anytime. Oh, good. They... <laughs> well, we have a lot of time now, so <laughs> yeah, we, we can do. do it again. Yeah. Sure. Uh, we have one more question, and this is probably the most important question um, of this interview, but how can people find your music? That's a good question. The first thing that I would mention is, and I've been pushing this so hard on people, but the uh, if you go on YouTube and you look up Matt Fantine, Roll Around, that's my new single, there's a very, very funny, cool music video on there that we just released. Uh, Tommy Joyner directed it. And my girlfriend Lauren Davish was in it. Um, we had a lot of fun making it. I think it's it's really fun to watch. But you know, and then more commonly, like you can find my music on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Title. I think I would say like all of all of the platforms, okay. all of the services, because I use CD Baby and it kind of just sends it out, shoots it out everywhere, awesome. so making it easy to find. But yeah, just just look up Matt Fantine and um, and. So far, I've released four songs for this project. I'm working on more, working on releasing an album, hopefully by August. And I think that'll be contingent upon what is going on with this coronavirus uh, business. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, do you think you'll do like physical copies of your album too? Or like vinyl? Or... I've been thinking about it. Yeah, I'd like to do vinyl. I've always wanted to release a vinyl, at least like just for me to listen to. Like, right. Lights some candles or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think I will be doing that. Cool. All right. Hey, thank you so much again. And I hope everyone go listen to Matt's music. Go find the music video. It's super cool. Thanks again and take care. Hope to see Thanks, you at a show. Yeah. Great. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Want to stay updated? You can find me on Instagram at GracieAutumn95. Thanks again.